North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Dr. Low Radio. Coming back to you once again, I'm your host, Dr. Laura Noel. Thank you so much for listening to another show. I wanted to apologize about not uh, being able to promote or actually air the show last week. Oh, my gosh, I'm so low blood sugar, you guys. It's been a crazy day. I'm eating snacks right now. <laughs> I'm sorry I missed doing the show last week. I actually came down with a cold, which I kicked in one day, so I'm very happy about that. But I had to reschedule my show with Yuri Elkam on the Energy book that he just released. So we will get that rescheduled, and I'll get you guys the updated date on that. So sorry about that. But for tonight's show, we are talking with two – actually – three amazing people that I'll announce in just a second, but want to give you guys a little bit of what what I've been up to. So this month, I've been doing my own version of the Whole30, which is uh, basically a really clean paleo diet. So I've been cutting out grains, cutting out dairy, no beans, sugar, alcohol, or coffee, because I was actually relying on coffee. So I've been living on green tea and just good, real food. So I've been having so much fun with it. With my version, I've been adding in a green smoothie every day, a big, huge salad, doing my supplements. I do my own blood work and my own labs and put together a plan. And I just have been feeling so good. So I'm just really excited to share that. Um, over on my Instagram page at Healthy Low, um, I've been sharing some of the recipes, or not the recipes, some of the meals that I've been having and just kind of like what, what I'm doing day, day to day. So it's been really fun. So if you guys are on Instagram, go ahead and follow me. and. Um, I'm really into it right now. I kind of get obsessed with things, you know, little random things, and that's my current obsession is Instagram. So check me out over there, and I am high on life because I just got back from a, a workshop over the weekend. What's new, right? I know I'm kind of the workshop junkie, but this weekend I went to a PAX workshop, which is all about relationships. So I haven't really said this on the air, but I did go through a breakup not too long ago, so I've been having kind of a tough time for the last few months, but I've pushed through the the tough part, and I'm really feeling a lot better about things, and really just in this phase of kind of building myself up and and growing as a woman, and I've been doing like a lot of personal development, and um, it's just been really fun, and a little confronting, but mostly really, really good. And this weekend was just great. So I just encourage you out there, you women out there who are listening, who you want to just grow as a woman. Maybe you'd like to really build something in terms of a relationship. I love the work that PAX is doing. So their website is understandmen.com. And I just, I love all of their courses. I think they're just so great. And even for you men out there, they have some courses for men too. Just how to really understand yourself, especially as a man. And for the for the women out there, you get to learn like how to support men in your life and how to really have peace between the sexes. That's what PAX is all about is developing peace between the sexes. And now they have things more geared towards women. So growing as a woman and if you want to have a relationship, it's just really, really good stuff. It just makes life so much sweeter. So... That's awesome. And this weekend, actually, I'm going to uh, Brennan Bouchard's High Performance Academy, um, which is all about how to be a high performer in your life. And um, so I've just been kind of on this kick lately, and it's been really, really fun. Yesterday, I filmed some videos with Drew Cannoli over at fitlife.tv. So those will be released in the next few weeks. So I'll give you guys updates on that when that's happening. Um, It's a lot of fun. It's always fun over there. It's just hilarious and we'll have some outtakes you guys can watch too Uh, we we recorded a video on SIBO so small intestinal bacterial overgrowth Um, we did one on seven traits of the perfect poop which who doesn't want to know that Um, we did one on uh, cortisol causing weight gain and what makes high cortisol or makes what makes cortisol go high so just really fun stuff so I will keep you guys in the loop about that Uh, Before I bring on my first guest, I want to just give you an announcement quickly about next week's show. I'm going to have Isabella Wentz on the show. Um, She is the author of Hashimoto's Thyroiditis, uh, also known as Root Cause. It's kind of another name for her book. So if you go on Amazon.com, type in Root Cause, you'll see she has like, I think, 500 plus, like five-star reviews. It's pretty insane. But she has my favorite book on on Hashimoto's. And I, I have any of my patients who have that condition read that book. And really, if you guys have this condition or you're thinking about it or maybe someone who you know who has it, let them know that I'm going to have her on the show next week and um, you can call in and ask questions live. So definitely check that out. 
So for tonight's show, I wanted to have a friend of mine pop on real fast. He is Pete Peter Servold of Pete'sPaleo.com, which is my lifesaver. When I'm stressed and busy and can't cook, I order his food. It's fresh in San Diego. He delivers it throughout the country. It's amazing paleo cuisine, and he's actually really good at cooking. He was trained as a chef. We have two chefs on the show tonight. It's really cool. Um, but Pete is just amazing. So I wanted to have him pop on the show um, to talk about something coming up on Friday here in the San Diego area. So, Pete, are you there? I'm here. Yay. Thanks Welcome for having on the me. Show. Welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> good to be here. I'm yeah, just, I'm, like, I feel crazy like we just caught mine. up. <laughs> I feel like we just like went at coffee. I'm all caught up with you. So you're in the middle of your whole 30. How's it going? It's going pretty well. Um, the first week I was kind of a, a B-I-T-C-H to most people, but now <laughs> I'm myself again and I'm actually nicer now. One thing that's really cool is my brain function is like awesome. Like I feel really sharp. I'm remembering things really well. It's just been it's been cool to see. And I didn't re- even realize how – my diet wasn't that good. I mean, I'm not going to lie. My diet was getting to be pretty crappy. I was eating a lot of sugar and just, like, doing a lot of comfort foods because I was going through a lot of emotional stuff. And yeah. since I've cleaned it up, I mean, I feel so much better. And I didn't realize how bad I felt until I cut those foods out. And, yeah, it's just been awesome. Yeah, I think um, I think no people can benefit more sometimes from a Whole30 than us, than people yeah. in the industry because – we work out a lot, and we eat probably better than most people, and um, you, and it gives you this sense of like, oh, I'm doing fine. I look good. Right. I'm, I'm feeling okay. Um, you know, I put out my blog about, you know, the things that you should avoid and when you go out to eat. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. And then you do a whole 30, and it's just like this cloud is pushed off of your head, and you're like, oh, yeah. It's like almost superhuman how much better you feel when you put no crap in your body. Right. And it's like, and one thing I realized too, is that it got to be an integrity issue that I was having patients do this and I was doing something else. And it was like, Hey, I'm a doctor, you know, I got to walk the talk and it's just, it's just an integrity issue. I really have to do that for myself, but also my patients so that I'm actually pre like doing what I say for them to do, (laughs) you know? Well, yeah. And I think that, you know, we just have to like have those reality checks of, you know, you go through those tough times and, and, and you cope with them as a human being copes with them. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> an ice cream and pizza is like a way better decision than, um, you know, the way worse decisions you can make. Um, yeah. And you can just stop doing that. And that's what you did. And then you're, and you feel much better. That's what's so great about like kind of all the stuff that we do is um, you get all these chances to kind of realize every day, all the stuff that you're doing and you can just stop and you can just, Okay, I'm just not gonna do that anymore. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, life so, happened, and life happened for you guys because um, you're a dad now. <laughs> what? Yeah, four months, four months old on uh, Monday. Oh. So Brad, little baby girl. Yay. She's so yeah, so we've pretty. had a crazy couple. Yeah, so we've had we've had a crazy couple months. Um, a few uh, weeks uh, before our baby was born, our book was born. And uh, Sarah and I made a cookbook, Paleo by Season, and it's doing really well. It's on Amazon. We're featured in Men's Journal, and we're going to be on Fox 5 oh, on Monday, cool. and um, lots of really cool stuff. But in the midst of uh, making the baby, we uh, did not have a party to celebrate the book coming out, which we thought was a total bummer, and we wanted to remedy that fact. So this Friday at CrossFit Humanity, which is on Pacific Highway. It's 4031 Pacific Highway in San Diego. I always tell people it's the gym in between the scooter store and the adult bookstore that you can see from Highway 5, and don't act like you don't know where both those places are. (laughs) So it's at 7 o'clock. I've got some some hard cider that I've been – I fermented and made myself, and um, we got uh, Pete's Paleo. We're going to be, you know, just giving out uh, some – some food for everyone to try and I'll be signing books and it's really just a party. I want everyone that's in the San Diego area to come out and just have fun and see, you know, kind of what the community down here is about and, and just celebrate, uh, you know, really good food and good people. Yeah. I love it. I wish I could make it. I'm bummed. I'll, I'll miss it, but I'll definitely catch the next one. And you know, I, with the beers like that, the <laughs> I was going to say with the beard like that, like I, I don't know how you don't make cider. I think cider just goes with your beard. <laughs> I there was actually there was like a residue on it and it was cider. <laughs> and it was like, Oh, that's what you're supposed to be doing. It came when when it got to a certain length, 
cider, dri- hard cider drips off of it. That's how you I think know. Sarah likes that. I think it's a turn on. <laughs> Sarah is a big fan of the beard. I don't know who yeah. who grabs on it and pulls it more, the four-month-old or my wife, but they're big fans. <laughs> Both at the same time, hopefully. That's awesome. Well, <laughs> Yeah, no, not really. Um, but thank you for um, for having me on to say hi. Um, yeah. I want to see you soon. Let us know when you're not going to a workshop and we'll have you over. Um, yeah, sounds good. Hang out with Lois and Sarah. Um, thank you All so right. much for having me on. Friday night, 7 o'clock, CrossFit Humanity, Paleo by Season Celebration. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, have a great rest of your week and give Sarah my love. All right, back to Lois. Talk to you okay. later. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. All right, you guys, that was the amazing... Pete's Paleo. I just call him Pete's Paleo, even though he has a first and last name. I don't know why I do that, uh, but it just works for me. So let's get on to the show. So tonight we have the amazing husband and wife team, Caitlin and Nabil, Caitlin Weeks and Nabil. And I just call him Nabil, the, 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 the chef, because that's what he is. And they are wonderful. Caitlin is the brains behind grassfedgirl.com. And Nabil is just an amazing chef. Um, so I'm just very excited to have them on the show to talk about their new book, uh, Paleo um, Mediterranean cooking, Mediterranean paleo cooking. So let's have them on. So welcome to the show, you two. Welcome to Dr. Lowe Radio. Oh, thanks, Dr. Lowe. I mean, thank you for having us. Thanks, Dr. Lowe. Nice to talk to you. I forgot to tell everyone that Nabil has the coolest accent of all time. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) North African accent. Yeah, it's good to have you guys on. It's been a while since I've seen you. What's new in your world? Well, we have been traveling a lot, and we were in for, for six weeks in North Africa, traveling around, getting ideas maybe for our next book, you know. Wow. <laughs> now we're, yeah, we were visiting my husband's family, and we spent some time in Morocco, so it was really cool. Cool, you went to Morocco. God, it's so beautiful out there. Those colors are insane. I can't wait to get out there one day. All right, get the passport and get ready. All right, let's do it. I'm down. I'm seriously down. So I'm so proud of you guys. This book is beautiful. I know you guys have poured your heart and soul into it, and how cool you had Diane Sanfilippo on the project with you. So, I mean, what's not to love about that? She's just amazing, and looks like you guys have really – kind of been the power trio putting this all together so i want to dive into the book in a minute but first i just want to hear a little bit more of what got you guys into paleo like your own health story i know both of you kind of have your journey of coming to this so briefly tell me like a little bit about your story well dr Lowe, like most young girls i was always dieting and yo-yo dieting and you know, crazy exercising, trying to lose weight, and I had uh, a lot of, I was overweight as a child, and then I lost weight, and and then after years of crazy abuse to my body, I got Hashimoto's, <laughs> so then I started looking for you know, more holistic answers, and I found paleo through a nutritionist, and it just really changed my life and helped me with my thyroid problems and my energy. So um, my husband wanted to help me with that, and he he supported me by, by trying to make his recipes more paleo-friendly. And then we thought, well, what a great idea. We should just write these down and put them in a book. So that's kind of what started it off. And so, Nabil, did did you kind of grow up eating paleo, or did you have kind of like the typical like Mediterranean diet, and then now you've thrown your flavor into paleo? Like, what's what's your story been like? You got it right. Well, when I was growing up, I was eating Mediterranean food. Basically, it's paleo, but with a little bit of Western influence, which is they added, you know, whole grain to us and and some kind of, you know, beans and stuff. But when I came to the States, to the States, when I met Caitlin, of course, when she had her Hashimoto's, I had to try to adapt to whatever her needs was. 
Then I figure out that the way I grew up, the way my father and mother used to eat, it was exactly the same thing what Caitlin wanted it. So yeah. it, and, and, and and that that I tried it, then like you just said you just said, I became sharper and more aware at work than ever. Mm-hmm. I was less tired and even my friend was like, "Wow, what's happening? You got more energy than you used to." So since then, about maybe now four years, never go back to any grains or, you know, Monsanto food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's is great. You know, I love hearing stories like that. Like nutrition is so powerful. You know, it really is incredible what you put in your mouth and the way you're going to feel and the way you're going to perform and, and all of that. It's just amazing. And you guys are paying it forward and helping, you know, thousands of people now. So how cool is that? <laughs> and now you get to travel and spread your message. Awesome. So congrats on what you guys are doing. And let's dive a little bit into more of the Mediterranean diet. You know, I think people, when they think of the Mediterranean diet, they're thinking of, okay, you're having fish, you're having olive oil, maybe some nuts. So let's talk about kind of like, what the real like origins of the diet really is like what is the true mediterranean diet uh the mediterranean diet started about like 1950s or something but it started not about being like skinny or muscular it started because some of the people in the the mediterranean borders lived longer and they had less cardiovascular, I mean, like, the, the, the cardiovascular was just fine. And they didn't notice anybody with cancer. So basically, people start looking into it as they wanted to live longer and look, and look younger. That wasn't about any other thing. But yeah. now, nowadays, because of the American influence on every diet, it changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, what I've heard a lot about the origins of, it's, it's really just an idea. Um, you know, and I think Ansel Keys was really the first one to study it, and he noticed what people were eating in southern Italy, and like Neville said, they were eat, living longer. And there was, so he noticed, he wrote down what they were eating, and, and really it was the whole foods diet, and which we always all preach about. Uh, so, so it was like no, there was no soybean oil, there was no canola oil, and these are the kinds of things that have kind of been thrown into the Mediterranean diet idea that really shouldn't be there. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and and I think that people think of Mediterranean diet as oh, it's um, it can be low fat, right? It doesn't have a lot of the fats, or or even even now there's a lot of cookbooks that are vegetarian Mediterranean, right? So we've kind of just gotten a bit off track of what the actual diet was like in the Mediterranean, right? Yeah, I mean, I we were visiting Nabil's mother, who's seventy years old, and she grew up in the mountains, uh, far from the city. And you know she had really what we would think of as as more of a paleo diet, you know, cooking with just animal fats, and you know, using things just from the land. And and I think that's what we really would take away from what the Mediterranean diet would look like, uh, you know, eating seasonally and locally, and not, you know, not any processed foods at all. Mhm. Yeah. Real food. <laughs> yeah. They, so they did some research. They did some research in France. I don't remember the year, but it was in the eighties. Twenty-five, twenty-five percent. Like they had about like twenty thousand people, and twenty-five percent of them they gave them a low-fat diet, and seventy-five 
they 75% they had regular Mediterranean diet. The 25% died at least five years before the people who had regular diet. Hmm. Fascinating. What do what do you think that was contributed by? I think I think it helps so much by having just good fat in your food, mm-hmm. which Mediterranean diet is basically most of it is olive oil. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of fatty fish too. Mhm. Yeah. So let's kind of talk about like maybe um, how. Let's see. Let's dive into let's dive into your book. I'd love to hear more about your book, and I am dying to get a copy of it. I I do have parts of it, so I'm excited for for that. And I'm excited. I think I'm probably going to get it tomorrow because that's usually how it works, right? <laughs> but from what I've looked at, it looks awesome, and it looks like a work of art. I mean, this could be like on a coffee table. You know, it's just really beautiful. And the color, the blue, is my favorite color. Blue. I'm just really excited to, to to look at it. So, tell me a little bit about your book. How it's maybe different from sort of like the the popular views of the paleo diet, or sorry, of the Mediterranean diet. So kind of give me like a little bit of um, what you guys put together. Well, I think it's really different from other paleo books uh, in that we really try to include a lot of Weston A. Price principles, a lot of bone broth, because uh, that's really where the flavor in the food comes from, is the bone broth. And most of our recipes are have bones in them. <laughs> so you kind of get, of course, we have broth recipes as well, but, you know, the, the, the recipes make their own broth. So that's a really healing benefit, especially if you're too lazy to make your own broth. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, we use a lot of, sometimes people think the paleo diet's lean meats and lean uh, you know, no fat, and so that's definitely not our take on it by any stretch of the imagination. And mm-hmm. and um, you know, going back to the the current Mediterranean books, a lot of the books that are out now are vegetarian, which I really don't understand where that's coming from. I mean, it's it is really full of vegetables. I mean, I noticed that. People eat a lot of vegetables because they're they're pretty cheap. Unlike here in the USA, they were more inexpensive than our vegetables are. But I think that's more of a of a. It's not because they're they're trying to not eat meat. It's just because vegetables are cheaper, you know. So yeah. if they had a choice, they would eat meat. You know, and they do eat meat a lot. And the same thing with beans. A lot of it we think of Mediterranean diet as beans-heavy. Um, but, again, that's because of an economic thing, not because of a preference. <laughs> so, and and then, you know, I know my husband had eight brothers and sisters growing up, so he didn't have a lot of meat all the time because of finances, not because... Uh, so they're trying to stretch the food. And one of the things, you know, the, the things about beans and, and grains that people may not realize about the Mediterranean diet, which, of course, we all know as paleo people, that there's anti-nutrients in the beans and the grains that are hard to digest and that, you know, traditional cultures soaked and sprouted these anti-nutrients away. You know, they took meticulous steps to get rid of these and that's no longer really done, especially over here. So, so that's one one reason why you know people think beans and beans are this great health food, and same with whole grains. But really, they can block other you know nutrients from getting in and exacerbate you know gut issues, which mm-hmm. you know I'm sure you see every day in your practice, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, all the time. <laughs> so, um, and most of the people who come into paleo, they are trying to heal some sort of health condition, or they don't. Maybe they don't know they have a health condition, but they're they're just wanting to lose weight, and then they realize how much better they feel and and all that. Mm-hmm. So, one of the things 
that our book has that it's, it has a lot of autoimmune paleo modifications for people who are trying to cut out, because I think some people think of um, Mediterranean as all peppers and tomatoes. So we try yeah. to uh, find other ways to use ingredients. So we maybe would use pumpkin or carrots or beets rather than carrots and tomatoes. So we would have the regular recipe, which would be an authentic version, and then we would put another modification on the side in a little key. So we also have um, modifications for low, people who are interested in lower carb, and we have modifications for people who are doing, uh, we're doing who are also doing FODMAPs, and uh -huh. we also have people uh, who are maybe sensitive to nuts, and we also have eggs. Uh, no eggs, and um, the SCD gap modification. So there's six categories of modifications for people. So pretty much anyone can find this book helpful, and it's over 400 pages. And in the back, there's a huge key that shows you which all which recipe has which thing, so you can flip right to it. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Then that took an enormous amount of work. I know you guys really spent a lot of time doing that. That's really, really cool. Yeah. It's quite quite a headache. <laughs> yeah, quite a headache. But so for you you guys listening, if yeah, for you guys listening who aren't familiar with those particular diets like the FODMAPs and SED lifestyle, um, we see SED lifestyle because we just think lifestyle when we say SED because of the, how awesome Steve and Jordan are. SED um, and GAPS diet for you guys listening. Um, go ahead and listen to some of the older shows and you can get caught up on that kind of stuff. Um, I think it's a whole show in and of itself. But, but that's just great you guys have those different modifications. That really does, I think, make a difference. Um, so, yeah. I had actually this summer did the autoimmune diet for eight weeks while I was doing this just to really immerse myself in it and then I was able to eat the stuff that I was making for the modification. So it was kind of fun, and I got to see my joint pains go away and all this kind of stuff. So wow. um, it was really, and it, you know, that not eating eggs is not eating eggs and peppers and paprika and all these things was pretty challenging. Right, for sure. I know it's in everything you, you have, have to cook for yourself. Yeah. A lot of yeah, you can't go out to eat very much. Yeah. So, yeah I know well, then you cook at home. You know, yeah. just in a, in a habit of cooking at home like we're supposed to probably a lot more. So one thing I have to say I'm really excited about about this book is to have a different kind of flavor of paleo because sometimes you feel like you're eating the same thing over and over again. I know people at home are like, amen, I go through that. Because, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, my God, I have nothing to eat. So it's just really cool to have a different kind of flavor paleo with different spices and herbs and stuff like that. So I'd love to dive into that a bit. So what are some of the different spices and herbs that you use in this cookbook that are probably different from other paleo books? Uh, most of the spices we use here is uh, like pretty basic in North African, which is like Moroccan food basically for Americans to understand. Uh, we use some uh, Saffron, we use a lot of cumin, we use paprika. Believe it or not, we cook with cinnamon back home. Cool. It's not for breakfast only, for French toast. Yeah, and mm -hmm. they use a lot of cinnamon with meat. So that's a really different flavor that people are gonna like, enjoy. You're not you're not gonna believe what stick of cinnamon can do to a tagine. Mm-hmm. It takes it to another level. And we use like ginger, turmeric, and there's some some mixture mixture of the spices like uh, the za'atar or uh, the other the other one is called the uh, ras al hanout. I mean, doesn't doesn't mean anything in English. It's called it's uh, the head of the the shop, and uh -huh. it has. Yeah, it has a lot of spices in it. Like it's pre-made rub for several ingredients. You can use it for chicken. You can use it for any kind of dish. Mm 
and it contains so many things like a ginger, it has cinnamon, got allspice in it, like a coriander seeds. It's all mixed. What you do is just mix them all together. You saute them in the pan, then you grind them. Like when you make them, like when you're ready to make the dish and you warm them up, you saute them and you grind them, the dish will will taste amazing. So what, what yeah. we did was um, we put directions of how to make the spice blends in the back. So I think we have four or five of those. So if, if people want to put them together and then put them in a jar and then keep them for for just using a pinch for next time. So we didn't want people to feel intimidated. We have a guide in the beginning to the different spices that they may want to keep on hand. But really there's a lot of basics, especially we use a lot of fresh herbs. So, you know, that's really good for antioxidants. And uh, the fresh herbs are really simple and, you know, cheap to buy and you can grow them in your garden. So those are really good. We use a lot of cilantro, fresh cilantro, mint. Adds a really special flavor to meat that I never had before. <laughs> and I think that's one of the reasons why um, Diane wanted to help us with this is she would she was my neighbor and she went to school with me at Salmon College in Berkeley. And we became friends. And then she started coming over to eat, or I would go to her house to eat. And, uh, I introduced her to all these dishes that my husband would make, and she just was so impressed with all the flavors, and they were just so different from anything she had before. So she just got to be kind of a cheerleader for our project, and then she had this. She said she had a vision of how she wanted the pictures to look. So you yeah. know, when, when Diane she wanted it to look like you know a, a vacation and you know a seaside cafe and you know and, and when you know somebody like Diane wants to help you you're like oh, okay sure yep yeah I'm <laughs> not going to turn that down yeah we went to her house for four weeks and took pictures of all the food and ate and her boyfriend or fiance now is was very excited about us being there <laughs> I'm sure yeah so did she take all the photos too you said yeah, she took all the photos, and we would cook the food, and then uh, she would put it to put it on the plate, and you know, come up with it. She had some different backgrounds she made, and um, you know, I would I would be standing there. We would both be standing there giving our our input, but she was the the boss of the art direction. Yeah. So, She's so and I just. With that. It was really good, and, you know, she, yeah, she's so good at making everything look cool and, you know, stylized and modern and, yeah. you know, appealing. Totally. So, <clears throat> so, so I would love to hear, yeah, I would love to hear, um, I know you guys have some favorite recipes, I'm sure. So, Caitlin, what's what's your favorite recipe from the book? Oh, I kind of like the things that, you know, my husband made for me. This, so I think one of the ones is Gelbano, which is a peas and cinnamon and artichokes with beef. That's yeah. it's like a stew. Yeah. Um, that's probably one that you know one of the first ones I have that he made that I I really liked, and I never had anything quite like that. And then, um, but we added a lot of ones that people just think of as Mediterranean. Um, yeah. So we have. A moussaka and falafel. We have five different pizza variations. We have pasta with five or six different sauces, and we have um, tabbouleh. We have a, several different kebabs that are really tasty. The one called kefta is my favorite. It has mint in it, and it's just oh my gosh, so good and kind of like ground beef on a skewer um, with a bunch of flavors in it. And then we have, you know, a mint, um, like a dipping sauce for that, which is, uh, we have a tzatziki, and then we have a tahini dipping sauce. I mean, <laughs> I'm getting oh. hungry now. <laughs> I know. I'm already low blood sugar. What are you doing? <laughs> My favorite oh. one is the, the chicken and olive tagine. Mm-hmm. It's I'm not going like Caitlin, adding one and one and one. It's 
it's the one for me. Every time, my lunch, dinner, even breakfast, if you <laughs> give it to me, I'll choose it. Yeah, that one's really good because it's salty. And it, it is salty that- from the olives, and it has carrots, which is sweet a little bit. And the broth is not so much, and it's like so thick and dense, flavorful from the, the, the chicken bones. Yeah. And as soon as you put as soon as you, as soon as you put your mouth in the chicken, the bones fell forgot goes down. It's really, really, really nice. The saffron has everything kind of an orange color and it's uh just this deep richness. It's hard to describe what saffron is like, but it's really amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. That sounds good. So what the the noodles, what did you make the noodles out of in the um in the tabouli? Well, tabbouleh, uh, we use, usually it's got bulgur wheat in it, and yeah. we substituted cauliflower. So it has a lot of a lot of parsley, and then you use, like, cauliflower rice, kind of, yeah. and it's just really yummy. It has a lot of lemon and tomatoes, and um, it was really great. And for the noodles, noodles we use, like, of course, like, a, we have a, a recipe for a paleo pasta, and... On two recipes, we used one zucchini. Well, we have some. Zucchini we noodles. have some vegetable noodles. We have zucchini noodles. We have spaghetti squash noodles. And then we also have one that's um, made out of starch. So it's tapioca and a little bit of almond flour and uh, some binder that secret ingredient. So <laughs> it's, it's all paleo and grain free. And how do you make that into an actual noodle? That that you make it into a noodle? Yeah, we use a pasta machine and everything. We have a tutorial so you can see uh, how to do it. And uh, yeah, you just once you boil it, it becomes like a pasta. It's, it's just it's really pretty much the same. I mean, it maybe isn't quite as sturdy, but a lot of people told us it tasted like we had an extensive tester. And they said it tasted like egg noodles from, you know, from the grocery store. So, <laughs> pretty good. That's cool. You guys have a lot of variety in there. I love it. And, Nabil, you are, like, uh, I can go on the record and say you're a pimp in the kitchen. You've been doing this for a long time. You know what you're doing. I would love to hear, and I'm sure you've seen this before, what are, like, some common mistakes people make, you know, like paleo cooking mistakes that you see? Oh, the first the first one that once annoys me a lot is not. I mean, you can you can do it, but I don't like when they preach on it, like cooking with olive oil. Yeah, it is mm-hmm. not as good as people think. Olive oil is a finished product for a salad, or you can put it on the top, just a little dash on your dish, a soup yeah. or a tagine or anything. Cooking olive oil will mess up the flavor of the entire dish. It's not, not not messing it up, but it's not as good as you keep it at the end. And mm. the way the way I think is the way I grew up. We use like uh, something is called smen, which is like fermented butter, or uh, how to say this in English, a sheep tail. Sheep tail? And sheep tail, yes, it's it's really really good and it's full of fat. That's what we cook with. This is wow. like we say like North North like North like African beef tallow, sort of. Yeah, yeah like beef tallow, yeah, like a sheep version. Yeah. Or if we're talking about southern Southern Europe, they all use lard as the beginning, mm-hmm. and the same as the Greece Greece Greece. Culture with Greek culture. the Greek culture, it's 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 where it started the Mediterranean paleo, and they never cooked with olive oil. They always use it at the end. So mm-hmm. traditional Mediterranean would have used saturated fat as a cooking fat. <laughs> so everyone, I think, in the in the Mediterranean cookbooks, they always cook with olive oil. And, you know, I think most paleo books, they say to, 
it's okay to heat olive oil or cook with olive oil, but only at a very low temperature. And but I, I've always found that it's really hard to know where that is. So yeah, like vague. Um, yeah, I just pre- I just prefer to cook with, you know, like you said, a like a ghee or um, a coconut oil. Mm-hmm. If you get yeah. the Exceller Best coconut oil, it um, has really no coconut flavor, so that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, and it's not it's not good for your body to cook with olive oil. You know, it oxidizes, and it's just not, not a good idea. So, yeah, and it's like it's just a very vague temperature. Like, when is it that it, you know, oxidizes? Is it, I mean, is it just a, like a light saute, or can you do it higher? I mean, it's just, yeah, I agree with that, just putting it at the end of the meal. Okay, what are some other mistakes you see, Chef Nabil? Uh, what else? Some, <laughs> uh, some. So, I don't know if it's it's a mistake or not, but some of, some of them are afraid of using the ghee, and yeah. as soon as you tell them use clarified butter better, they say, oh, I can cook with clarified butter instead of ghee, which is the same thing. Mm -hmm. Ghee is clarified butter, and they're scared of cooking with it because it's the burning, like like the burning temperature, like the oxidation like you were talking about. But Mm -hmm. clarified butter doesn't burn. Hmm. I'm not going to explain that. That's like complicated I mean, I, medical or like a cooking chemistry right there. <laughs> I mean, there's a I think there's a debate on the internet about the differences between clarified butter and ghee. I I tried to understand it myself. <laughs> so, um, but I think the main point is to 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 don't be afraid to cook with with some good saturated fats. <laughs> they'll, yeah. they're probably not going to turn on you. They're going to work pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I think I think uh, really, like, at the end of the day, the important part is, like, how much this is really, really helping your health when you're eating like this. And I know you, like, it's delicious. It's super tasty. And it delicious and nutritious. I mean, it's cliche, but really it is. It's like it does so much for your body. So, Caitlin, I know you work with clients in the past. I know you, you do more of your blogging and your, you know, book writing now. But I would love to hear, like, maybe something that stands out from you working with clients and having them eat this way. What's, like, like a story that, that kind of stands out for you? Um, I mean, you know, I always, when I did have clients in San Francisco, you know, the women always, I usually always have women. And, you know, the difference I would see, you know, we talk hear about inflammation and, and just in maybe like you're talking about whole thirty in the whole thirty, you know, I basically put them on, uh, not not technically that, but you know, like a, a a strict paleo diet. And the difference in their skin and their face, you know, the puffiness, the yeah. the radiance that would come back, and you know, they would come back, you know, like you always talk about and telling me about their their bloating was gone and they were able to go to the bathroom normally and, you know, all those things and they had more energy and their sugar cravings were gone away. They were sleeping better. I mean, all the things, their their periods would come back. I mean, everything that you would want, I saw it over and over and over. Um, you know, it's really important that they they take some time for stress management, <laughs> yeah. which is often not the case but but that was a but a lot of times just changing their diet would would make such a huge and they would be so shocked because they were eating so many things that they had been told not to eat or they had been trying not to eat or they were just you know so hungry all the time before and you know all the same things that I experienced yeah yeah it's just amazing the miraculous difference with food I love it. When Nabil first, he, um, when 2011, I went paleo in 2010, but then Nabil didn't 
really joined me until 2011. And, you know, the first month he lost 15 pounds. <laughs> and of course. He had this foot problem, kind of a lower, like a calf injury. And it healed up really fast. And before that, it was never healing because he likes to play soccer. So every week he would go to soccer and it would hurt again. You know, and it was just, it healed really fast and he wasn't complaining about it anymore. And, you know, those kinds of things. And I noticed in a picture from before and after, his skin was more, you know, youthful. So, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Wow. Well, well, Caitlin, you have, like, one of the most beautiful complexions. I tell you when I see you, but I'm like, whenever I'm talking to him, I'm just, like, staring at your face. Like, your skin is so pretty. I'm like, that girl eats some fat because her face looks good. <laughs> <laughs> it shows. What did you say? No shortage of fat. Yeah, no shortage of fat. <laughs> um, one thing that it was actually interesting over this weekend at the, at the PAX uh, seminar I went to, they were talking about um, – uh, like ways to, not ways, but I guess ways that women attract men, um, either like sort of like the sexual way and also sort of like kind of like with human spirit, like them being cha- like uh, charmed and enchanted with her. And then when they're talking about like sexual attraction, it's really cool because they're talking about like caveman ancestors and like different signs, like that a woman is healthy that men are, you know, that they're drawn to, they're attracted to. And one of them was that they had um, – uh, shiny hair and uh, healthy skin, and and it's it's like a uh, it's just a it's like a um, it's like a genetic thing. Like men are drawn to that because it shows that, that a woman can procreate because she eats enough fat in her diet. And they actually said that I was like, wow, that's really cool. So yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it just kind of trickles over into lots of areas, including human sexuality. So that's another show, but that was just an interesting thing. It really remember that. <laughs> Well, I'm amazed how fast the time flies, as usual, on this show. It's, we can keep talking forever, but um, it's time for me to go eat because I'm hungry listening to you guys. So do you have any parting words, anything you wanted to mention before I, I let you guys go? Well, we're going on a big tour of the whole U.S. Hey. Okay. Yeah, you can get tour dates over at um, – MediterraneanPaleoCooking.com, or you can go to Grassfed Girl, and I have the tour dates up. Or, of course, Diane's posting them all the time. Uh, so we're going to Nashville on 10:28, and then Atlanta, and we're going to San Francisco, of course, and also to Portland and Seattle. I mean, you name it. We're going there. San Diego. We're going to come see you to, to, again. When? So that'll be in November. So I'll Yay. make sure you know. I can't remember the date, but it's mid-November before Thanksgiving. And, um, so we're going to be out signing our book, and Nabil's going to be with us most of the time, and we're really excited to meet everyone. So come out, and, and the book comes out on, on Amazon. You can buy it at MediterraneanPaleoCooking.com. And, I mean, you can link there to Amazon and buy it, or you can support your local bookstore and get it. It's over 400 pages, and I just know you'll love it. So, And it's really a reflection of, of how we, my husband's family eats in North Africa, and you know, we wanted to bring it all back over here and, and help people get healthy. Right on. Uh, my part, I'm just saying thank you for, for you, Dr. Law, to having us on your show. Of course. And any listeners, I just say just go on grassfedgirl.com. Any questions you want me to answer, any problem on the recipe you have, it does not matter if my recipe or somebody's recipe. I'll do my best to answer it and see what, why it didn't work for him or her. Yeah. Aww. That's awesome. Be careful what you say. You're going to get flooded. <laughs> if they're listening to your show, that's mean they really, really smart. So uh, it's, it's okay to have smart people. 
That's sweet. Thank you. <laughs> we try to educate them from time to time. Well, I you guys, it's been a joy. What's that? I have to get to see you soon. I know. I'm excited. You have to come by the clinic, and I don't think you've seen Shine yet, have you? No, I see it on. I gotta come by and get some shots in my butt or something. Yeah, poke your veins, poke your butt, get you feeling good. <laughs> I love that we're known for that. It's like so, like just funny. I'm known as the poop doctor, and my clinic is known as the place where you get needles. <laughs> it's like, in your butt. but I'll take it. It's all for the good. Well, you guys, lovebirds, have a wonderful evening. I'm so proud of you. I wish you the very best with your book launch, and I know it will only do amazingly well. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing you guys soon. Thanks so much for having us. Have a good night. You're so welcome. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. All right, you guys, that's our show. It was awesome. I'm excited to get my hands on that book. And I I know I've said it before on other shows, but I really do want to make some cooking videos. It's just like when I'm going to do it. But I think it would be fun to do a video on the this cookbook. And maybe when Caitlin and Nabil come out, we can do a cooking video. Huh. That would be kind of fun. So I'll chat with them about that. No promises because I know I make promises sometimes and I can't keep them. So if I can make it happen, that would be really fun to do. All right, you guys, check out next week's show. we got Isabella Wentz to talk about her book, Hashimoto's Thyroiditis, my favorite book on Hashimoto's. So tune into that. Spread the word. Let people know if they have Hashimoto's or know someone who does. Please let them know about the show. We can do live calls. And I think that's all. I'm going to go eat some food because I'm super low blood sugar. Have a wonderful rest of your night. I'll talk with you guys soon. Bye. North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10. North Pole Hotline, Mrs. Claus here. My holiday shopping list is so big, I can't wait for Black Friday. Get to Old Navy's biggest sale of the year starting tomorrow. Old Navy? Beat the crowds for 50% off your entire purchase. 50% off? Plus, this Friday only, Old Navy's famous cozy socks are just a buck in stores. Old Navy's giving $1 for every pair sold up to a million dollars to boys and girls clubs. So I can do good, look good, and get 50% off your entire purchase at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1121 to 1123. Exclusions apply. See store for details. Cozy socks valid 1123 in stores only. Limit 10.